Hello, mortals. We are your Valkyries. Miss Darby. And Miss Charlie. And we are two inquisitive, quirky chameleons. Just like you, you nasty girl. We will be discussing our experiences and opinions on sex work, art, and the erotic taboo counterculture we just can't stop talking about. We are currently recording and transmitting this episode from our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. (laughs) Content may not be suitable if you are underage, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. Today, we'll be discussing the questions and concerns of those around us, those looking from the outside in. Family, friends, and randos may not always understand your super spicy psychedelic life choices. Here are some of their questions. All right, Miss Darby, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to ask you some seriously difficult ones. Are you ready? Here here we go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. How did you pick your stage name? Uh, Okay, so I get this question a lot. Partially, um, I don't know. I guess because, like, people, like, we don't have stage names, I guess, that are, like, Cinnamon or Dallas. So, I don't know. I guess, like, people ask us that question a lot because maybe our names are not as stripper typical, but I don't know if that's even a real thing. When I picked my stage name... I felt like it was really important because it was like this, I don't know, it was like an identity that I was going to be like assuming as a dancer. Um, And we started dancing outside of our hometown. So like, I don't know, it just felt important like to separate like the two things because we were really, really, that was really important to us in the beginning was like separating the two and like having a separate name. So I put like a lot of, I guess, pressure on it, but I also wanted it to be fun, but I also wanted it to fit because I didn't want it to feel like it was going to be something like I really wish I could be a cinnamon, but I just am not. (laughs) So Charlie actually ended up helping me pick mine out because she was working. This was like a year, I think, before we started dancing. Maybe not, but she was like working at this place and this girl, she like, she she was talking about uh like joining like roller derby and she was like trying to brainstorm like what her roller derby name should be so this girl is like offering up to charlie these ideas and uh she was like oh what about like darby like darby the derby girl and charlie's telling me this story uh back home and she's like and i was just looking at her like that's so dumb like darby is not a roller derby name. That's like a stripper name because <laughs> derby names are supposed to be like Brenda the Bone Crusher, not Darby the Derby Girl. It's too cute. And oh my gosh, I for I forgot this story. Yeah. And then like when we started dancing, like a year later, like six months later, I was like, well, I'm gonna be Darby because the stripper girl. Yeah. Like because I don't know, and I thought it was like, like cute and unique, and I don't know. I just felt like it fit. Um. Yeah. And it rhymes with Barbie. And it rhymes with Barbie, which, you know, that's also, you know, I'm just into that. So that's always good. And then our first DJ could call me Stripper Barbie Darby. So that was also good. (laughs) So you're welcome, Dave. 
Do you ever get nervous when strangers touch you? What if those people are not attractive? Bum, bum, bum. Th- um, okay. So, one, stripping is not dating. So, I'm not, like, I don't have need to be invested in any of these people based on, like, their physical attributes. Like, I don't need to be attracted to them to work for them and or, like, accept their money. So... As a stripper, like, I feel like I'm providing a service to those that are willing to pay for it. And it's not about what they look like. So to me, like, respect, cleanliness, and appreciation are the most important, like, aspects of a quote-unquote good customer. So I want a customer that comes prepared, like, showered, has money in hand, and wants to have a good time. So, like, you might not get all of those things, but there's also, like, an aspect of it that, like, not everyone is like this, too, because there's different reasons that he will come into the club. But they're all there for a reason. And I just don't, like, to me, everybody gets one chance. So you get a chance. As long as, like, I feel like my boundaries are being respected, then I'm fine to give you a second, third, and so on chance. But I feel like people are there for whatever, and I don't want to, like, judge them based on what they look like. Also because sometimes the people that look like bums or who are not attractive, or who are a lot older, or even who are like, I don't know, just maybe not someone that I would even look twice at on the street. Like those are the people that end up being some of your best customers who just really enjoy and appreciate your time. They know how to appreciate you monetarily. Like you have a good time with them. Um, and you usually the, the quote unquote cute guys are the worst customers. Um, they just have like a ton of attitude and I have the worst problems with them. Like they're the ones who want to push your boundaries the most. Mm. They're the ones that Mm want to like be like, yeah. And they want to be like rough or they want to like, I mean, even just last week I had some guy who was like, well, I'm going to bite you. And I was like, no, you're definitely not going to bite me. And he's like, well, why? Like, (laughs) what do you mean? Why? Cause I said no. And I don't get questions like that usually from like older customers or like even I don't know, just, yeah, like, to people who maybe don't have, like, confidence, which, I don't know, I could maybe be, like, a different discussion for a different day, but that's, like, I guess the way I answer that normally, and I think you'd also be surprised, like, how much fun and the chemistry you can have with someone who's, like, three times your age or someone you don't think is attractive, because mm-hmm. if they are respectful of you and you guys are just having a good time and, like, it's really obvious, like, that it's a transactional relationship, then you can feel really comfortable, um... And I got over the whole, like, strangers touching me thing pretty quickly because for me, like, giving a lap dance is, like, being the third party to somebody Mm -hmm. else's intimate experience. So as long Mm -hmm. as my boundaries are being respected, like, I'm good. And it's, like, I don't know. It's all the best parts of, like, high school, which is just, like, dry humping on a couch to some bad music. So. You know, it's it's interesting that you said it's, like, um like being a third party to somebody else's intimate experience like that's that's such an interesting way to phrase it because it's so true it's like you're because I feel like guys all the time ask you like oh do you do you like this or are you enjoying this and you're just always like yeah sure but it's like it's more like I'm enjoying watching them interacting with me from a very outside perspective right totally it's like I'm like oh yeah, like you're into this, which is funny or interesting or engaging or boring or whatever it is. But it's always from a very kind of like, like I'm 
having an out-of-body experience mm-hmm. watching them with me because I'm in like work mode, right? You're mm-hmm. monitoring their breathing, their, 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 like how tense their body's getting, like where their hands are going, like if they're saying anything, if they're touching you, like those are all the things you're monitoring and you're monitoring how your body is interacting with them and then there's like this whole emotional aspect is also layered on top. So it's like this really bizarre experience where like it is sexual but Mm -hmm. it's like you're observing it (laughs) like you're not engaging with it even though you are very much engaging with it yeah no i i totally agree 100 percent. yeah yeah okay here's our last question before we take a little break for some personal time (laughs) miss darby i've noticed you're getting rather old (laughs) Yeah, you've noticed. <laughs> you are an old lady now. You have passed your prime. When do you think you're going to quit? Uh, okay. So as I continue to get closer to 30, I'm getting asked this like more and more. And not just by like customers, but also by like friends or like other people that know I dance. And um, I just know, like, when we first started, we were like, okay, this is going to be for, like, a few years, and then, you know, quote-unquote, real life will start. And six years later, I'm still dancing, and I still really like it, and I don't want to quit. And so, no, I guess I don't really have, like, an end date. Like, I know plenty of dancers that are 40-plus and make so much fucking money, have kids, and great marriages. So, I'm not as worried about it as I used to be. Um... And I guess I'm hoping that I just have the ability to quit when I want to quit and I'm not dragging my ass to the club every night and hating it because I do see some women who are in that situation and that is a place I don't want to be and I really feel for them because I know that there is an expiration date like where you just, you know, you just get burned out and you just don't want to do it and I go through that like, you know, a couple times a year where I have to take a break but... um when you kind of get that, like I, I see girls who get that permanent burnout where they have to quit for like two years or, you know, they like need to quit, but they have, they have built a lifestyle that they can't afford unless they're dancing. But then when you're unhappy mm-hmm. being there, you're also not making the same kind of money and you're not feeling good about it, which like I do think does, it comes mm-hmm. through in the way that you behave in the club. And I don't want to, I just don't, I don't want to be that person. So I just want to, like, be able to have the ability to quit when I do decide I want to. So, yes, like, finding a full-time gig that fits into my future life and money goals is a high priority on my list. But honestly, like, even when I get there, I'll probably still be dancing until I just, yeah, don't want to. Because I don't know how you can say no to that flexibility and extra money. And I still like it. Like, that's, this is the, like, I work full-time during the day now. But, like, this is the job mm-hmm. that I miss when I'm, like, on vacation or that I, like, still usually am, like, excited to go to. And, like, even if, you know, I don't necessarily want to, like, I just finished a full day of working. Now I'm going to go to the club. Like, I'm kind of like, oh, man, I kind of just want to stay home. Like, da 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 But, like, once I'm at the bar, I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. Like, I don't know. It, like, feeds a bunch of aspects of my personality and, like, emotional mental needs that, like, I don't have another job that does. So, like, quitting kind of freaks me out because mm-hmm. I also kind of worry about, like, whether or not I'll be bored or I'll be, like, happy. So, 
I don't know. And it's like a whole new part of your life. Like, I don't know. It's just like the idea of not doing it is weird now. So, yeah, that's my answer to that. Definitely that stigma against dancers who aren't like 20, you know, which is ridiculous because you see gorgeous, Mm -hmm. gorgeous women who are, you know, past 20 past 30 past 40 Mm -hmm. and they're killing it but you know you also see people of all ages who are miserable right and that's I think that's the thing that you want to avoid is you see people who you know we've seen like you said people who they don't have uh, another option and they they hate it which is really difficult because you don't ever want to get to that point in your life Uh, and I think as long as you enjoy it why not? I mean, not everybody wants, like, a girl right out of college, you know? Yeah. Like, that is kind of what's perceived as, like, what men want. There's so many, like, tastes out there for ages and body types and everything, you know? hmm I mean, I think the thing that's been so interesting about dancing in a big city versus where we danced before is where I danced, like, now is you really have like so much variety Mm -hmm. you know you've got really tiny girls you got really thick sexy girls you got tall girls you got short girls you have girls of like every race gender identification you know whether they prefer like they them or even male pronouns because I'm in a big city and there's so much access and there's so much interest Mm -hmm. you know and so I think it's, it's nice to see that to realize that you know, sometimes I think this world is perceived as just this small sliver of an industry. I think there's a lot more out there. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I do think that, I mean, like, part of, part of like, you know, we're talking about, like, girls that are, still, or people that are still working in the industry and are unhappy and, like, have to be there out of necessity. Like, part of that is, like, also, like, then speaking to privilege, which is something we're going to talk about in later episodes. But, like, mm-hmm. you and I are both, like you know, we've both had the privilege of going to college and, um, can, you know, find other work and we're both, you know, I think, I think that like that also plays into it. Cause they're also like, in that, in that way, I guess I view it kind of as being lucky or blessed. I guess privilege is the right word though for it. Um, just mm-hmm. because I don't necessarily feel trapped and I feel like if I wanted to, like I could not dance and still survive. Um, but like, I just, yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like, it's like the only thing I ever get nervous about, I guess, in thinking of getting older in the industry is like the choices of clubs changing and not having like as Mm. many options, um, Mm -hmm. of places to dance at. But at the same time, like, I don't know, just like you said, working in a bigger city, like I see so many, uh, dancers that are, like you said, considered older dancers that are... I mean, they're making way more money than I'm making, and that's just because, I mean, they just, they have their customers they've had for 20 years, and they're, and, you know, 15 years, and those customers are, like, coming into, you know, making more money than they were making 15 years ago, or this and that, and, like, it's just, it's just interesting, because I agree with you. I think when we first started, too, it was like, oh, cool, like, we're super young, so, like, we're gonna just be so awesome, and we're gonna make all this money, and really, it comes down to, like, 
your sales tactics and your personality and your ability to have a conversation and like maintain customer relationships. And like those things are skills that you can learn, but like regardless of age, those are the things that are going to like get you, you know, a paycheck or whatever at the end of the, at the end of the night. Um, being cute and young or even just cute is only going to take you so far. And like that has been a anxiety kind of quelling, uh, reality for me where I was like, all right, like just because I'm 28, almost 29, um, it doesn't mean that I need to feel like some type of way about it. So I'll just start lying. Whatever. Fuck it. People think I'm 22 yeah. all the time. I'll be like, yeah, I'm 22. Well, people say that to me too. Yeah. So, see? I mean, why not? It, it, exactly. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Charlie, oh. it's your turn. Hello, it's your turn. I'm going to ask you uh, some questions. All right, so question number one. <laughs> uh, are you okay? Yeah, so this is a really funny question because I get this a lot because I especially think that um, I'm. you might get this as well, but I feel like my demeanor is very innocent and very kind of like, unsuspecting so when people find out for the first time that I am involved in sex work they like give me this like are you okay like <laughs> like thinking that I just like rounded a corner and somebody like snatched me off the street and was like you're gonna sell your body for money and I was just like oh my god okay I guess I guess I'll drop all my morals <laughs> Now all of a sudden I'm just lost in this man's world where people are throwing money at me and I'm doing coke in the bathroom every night, you know? So it's it's really funny. And the answer is yes, I'm fine. <laughs> I know not everybody chooses this lifestyle. Some people have to go into this lifestyle. But um, I think that the important thing is to know that everybody, everybody goes in for a different reason. And everybody comes from like a very different walk of life. So you meet people who are like, this was my last choice, you know, and mm -hmm. I have to do it all the way to people who are like, oh, I used to work this other job, but I quit because this was more fun. You know, mm -hmm. you really see everything, you know, from like the 18 year old girl who's just out of college or hasn't even entered a college or has run away from home the mom of five who you know does this on the weekends and nobody knows about it so it's such a wide range but I think it's strange how many people approach me with this you know the arm touch oh god you've been corrupted somebody somebody once said to me which I thought was so funny they're like I just don't want you to make you know a, a decision you're gonna regret well, I've been dancing for three years, so I think we're kind of past that that point, oh of, you know. I know, and it was such a funny thing, but I don't think they saw it as a rude or, uh, you know, inconsiderate question. They just saw it as they were taking concern, you know, mm -hmm. for my well-being. I'm fine. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two. So what does your boyfriend think about you dancing? 
And aren't you just generally worried about what people are going to think? Well, that's a that's a great question, uh, Miss Darby. <laughs> I was already dating my partner when I just start, decided to start dancing. And so we talked about it a lot. And um, we decided kind of like what he was okay with, what he wasn't okay with. Because, I mean, honestly... In a strip club, the strip club has their own rules, but you pick your boundaries within that. They will do their best to monitor it, but depending on the club, you can kind of push it as far as you want. And that's kind of just your personal choice and comfort. So we chose what he was comfortable with, and then we just kind of kept those two lives separate. You know, I would go to work, I would do my job, and I would come back, and then I would transform and back to myself again but it was never like a thing where he was angry or I was keeping secret I just you know wouldn't excessively talk about what happened at work you know and then we would just we were fine we were good um but I do well I did worry and sometimes I still do worry about what people think because there is a lot of prejudice around sex work around all kinds of sex work Mm -hmm. and it can be very um difficult for people's opinions not to change after they find out yeah and so i think more in the beginning it caused a lot of anxiety i don't think i told anyone for about the first year besides my mom but that was it uh because i was so worried what people would think of me you know and then as time went by it became easier for me to talk about, but I still think that I keep it more to a close group of friends um, who who needs to know because there's only so many people whose opinion I care about. And I think it's sometimes it's easier to not give people the, the, the option to weigh in on, on your life, you know, so. No, I agree with you. I definitely think that like, uh, whenever I get answered to ask this question, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, I'm upfront about it with people. Like, I don't know. I guess I talk about it more. It's different now that I have a day job, but with strangers, just cause I feel like it's become like a really important part of my life. And I just like hate, I don't know. And I just get tired. I get tired. I think of like, Oh, why, why are you never free on the weekends? Oh, I'm bartending. Oh, what bar do you work at? Like, that's the next question. Oh, well, we should come visit you at work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you can, but I'll not be wearing any clothes, which is also fine, whatever. But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I get tired sometimes of just like trying to make things up. So, um, now, like even when I was dancing and I was what before when I was single, um, and guys would like ask me for my number at a bar or something, I would just tell them, be like, look, just so you know, like, right off the bat because I I feel like it weeds out a lot of good people and then like shitty people I don't want in my life because whenever I've like you know come out to someone um if it's like someone's interested in dating me I tell them in the very beginning and I go over like full disclosure because I just don't want to have to talk about it like I don't want to reveal it to them later um right and then if it's like you know someone I think is going to be like a close friend like you know, I want to get to know someone and feel like I respect them and I like them enough to do the work to have that conversation. But I had definitely noticed like when I, you know, quote unquote, come out to people that like you said, like, 
they can ch turn on a dime and you're like, oh, so this is the kind of person that you are. And, you know, it's like you have like 100% of the world and like you tell people you're a dancer that cuts it down to like 50% of people that, that even are interested in having a relationship, friends or whatever with you. And then based on how they treat you from that, it, it just keeps cutting it down further and further and further to like a smaller, better number of people who are like respectful mm -hmm intelligent individuals who who like are even open to the idea because I definitely have friends that don't necessarily agree with my choices but they are so supportive meanwhile I've had friends that I was cl very close with from the time I was a teenager through all of college who then when I told them I was dancing you know they pretty much cut me off um which which sucks but it is what it is like fuck those people yeah, and that's the thing is, I think there's a lot of this, like, separation where people w would never, like, associate you with that world. So, like, they have all these belief systems, mm -hmm. you know, like, beliefs around who these people are, what these people are like, personality traits, lifestyle. And then when you're like, oh, I'm part of that, they, like, can't compute how you are part of like this thing they've created in their head and some people like can't get over that yeah and then when you go into the whole you know moralistic standpoint they just see it as like mm -hmm. you know you're like yeah, i don't know i have a lot of friends who don't think you can be a feminist and be a stripper and that's like a conversation mm -hmm. that if they mm -hmm. just see it as black and white and they're not open to listening like you just can't get over that and um that was like a difficult thing. We need an thing. episode on that because that's a whole, that's a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole other episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I mean, like, I remember because I have a lot of friends who work in different, um, different parts of like the sex industry and I have friends who are, you know, in, into, in porn and also friends who are escorts. And I remember I was telling my family recently because they were making my brother was kind of making these general statements about like porn stars. And I was like, well, I know some porn stars and I'm not saying that this is everyone's experience, but this is their experience. And he like could not believe I knew a porn star, like because you kind of separate them from normal people. All right. So for our last question, how much money do you make? You know, this is one of those questions I think Anybody who works in the sex industry hears a lot because this is one of those main draws. that People are like, oh, you must be making so much money. And the answer is uh, everyone is super different. The amount everybody makes is different on each night is very different. That's kind of, at least in the world of stripping, kind of part of the pros and the cons is it is always a different night. Some nights you might walk out with you know, three times your normal, your normal rate. And sometimes you might walk out with $5 and it's usually in cash. And a lot of people stay there because of that. So unfortunately, there's not a clear answer. It's accessible and it's instant. Yeah, I would say especially, yeah, I would say especially specifically for stripping. I mean, stripping's a, yes, uh, privileged form of sex work because it's not accessible to everyone um but yeah i mean i think i think the requirements are generally pretty doable 
And I think everyone has different, like, views, too, on what is successful. Because I know that sometimes, like, there's been situations, especially when we started, where we're like, oh, this was a good night. And then somebody else is like, that's a horrible night. Like, you should be making way more money. And you're like, oh, okay. And everywhere you are is different, too. Like, our experience so far, especially the club that we started at, was really positive. And there wasn't a lot asked of Mm -hmm. us. I definitely think depending on different situations and different people's levels of tolerance mm-hmm. too, because I, I think everyone kind of has different boundaries. And so it's weighing like what you're doing with the amount of money and whether or not it's worth it. And that question or that answer is different mm-hmm. for everyone. So for us, it feels yeah. easy and fun and totally worth it. But I definitely know girls who come in and like, I feel like we have similar experiences and they just like can't handle it. It's not comfortable for them. So it's not worth it. Yeah. I guess that's, I don't know. Yeah. No, definitely. No, definitely. Definitely. I guess, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to approach, you know, the subject of sex work because the, the circumstances of everyone is so drastically different i was just thinking from like the standpoint where like let's say that i'm in desperate need for money um there's a lot of jobs that have a lot of requirements uh either there's like oh you have to have this level of education or Mm. you have to have this degree or you have to have this certificate you're not really asked to like bring in like a set of like requirements maybe there's like skills like oh at this club we need you to be able to do more pole work or we need you to be like, you know, we want you to be white or you want you to be like really skinny or we want you to be like, you know, really young or have plastic surgery. But within like the world of like how like wide range of all the different types of sex work, I feel like it's a platform that almost anyone can can access, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I understand. Like, I get what you're saying. We were talking about, like, qualifications. It's like you can you can walk in and not have, like, any skill set and they will take you as long as you fit, like, a minimum requirement. And generally, if one club won't take you, there are other clubs that will. Like, the, I do think that in general, you can find a place to work that's hard because that starts to get into like a lot of like very difficult a very difficult subject you know but I mean it is true that there are a lot of people of varying sexual orientations physical ability you know that are still able to access I feel like I'm going down a like a slope (laughs) like no it's okay I, I think it's like I think that it's I think that it can be, like, a complicated question. So I don't necessarily think that that's... I don't think that... that it, I think that it's okay that we're struggling on how to answer that question because our answer is so... It's just super one-sided. Yeah, and, so and I don't want to talk to anybody else's, like, experience because I know yeah. there's a lot of people who go to sex work because it's all they have. They don't make the most money off of it they're they don't have that experience and so for me to like speak on their behalf but 
I guess, fr- taking a step back, if you like look at the people that we worked with, because there's such a wide range of like ages and like backgrounds mm-hmm. and history, you kind of see how all these different people from all these different walks of life can still enter the same club and still work at the same place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those like personal elements don't apply yeah, to and- like whether they're going to get the job or not. Yes. And they can make more money in that job with more flexibility than they could if they got like a menial labor job or like a base pay job where they're making, you know, minimum wage and they're working 40 plus hours a week. And like you said, some people that like, I mean, I think even us when we first started, it's like, okay, we were going to start dancing because we were both tired of scraping by. So it was like, all right, let's start doing this and see like if it's worth it for us for the money. Because and we it were, was. And it was, yeah. And so for us, like when people say, how much money do you make? I think for us, the answer is, like you said, it's enough that we keep doing it. Yeah. Like it's it's an yeah. option. And now, I mean, there was like a funny meme I think I saw once where it was like uh, the girl has like a lemonade stand and it's like lemonade, 50 cents. And it's like, lick lemonade off my tits, $5. Watch me lick lemonade off my friend's tits, 20 bucks. Like, it was like this thing where it's like, yeah, every time you're like, okay, I need more money. You're like, all right, (laughs) what am I willing to do for this? Yeah. Like, with, you know, with my sexuality or my body or something to make that money. Because it is, it's instant, it's generally quick it's and you and I honestly feel like I have more control over it so in that sense I feel good about it yeah well I definitely know that like I've oh wait what are you gonna say no no that's it I just think yeah I just think it's like then it just becomes an option and once you've done it you don't really think about it the same way Mm -hmm. that you did when you started maybe what were you gonna say sorry oh I was just gonna say that you know, it's it's something for me of like a comfort. Like I know mm-hmm. that if I lose my job or I move somewhere new and I don't have like that s- financial security anymore, that's always like something that I know I can go back to where I can mm-hmm. quickly like help rebuild myself like financially and create stability in my life because that's what it's always been for me in the past. And obviously... Some days you go home with five bucks. Some days you go home with a thousand. So, yeah, you take the good with the bad for sure. For sure. All, All right. right. Well, I believe that concludes <laughs> our our episode on commonly asked questions. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, just a reminder: episodes are always released on Tuesdays. So we will see you soon. In the meantime, to soothe your aching loins, you can find us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla. And if you'd like to email us with an antidote for an upcoming episode, check out our social media for the themes we are currently researching and send your comments and stories to babesofvalhalla at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 725-222-3737. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges Darby and Charlie. 
Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.